Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to another episode of Law & Order Special Viewing Unit, the show review, review, and lovingly ridicule everyone's favorite cop drama, Law & Order Special Victims Unit. I am your host, Matt Reuter, joined, as always, by my loving child who has too many people that want a piece of him, one Mr. Aviv Rubenstein. My name's Tyler. Tyler Rubenstein, people. Tyler Rubenstein. Oh, if I had, if my name was Tyler, my life would be so much easier. Would it? But would it? It would, because, yeah, because, like, Aviv is, like, a weird, not a great name. It's a, it's a fine name, Aviv. It's a, it's a fine it's name. A fi- it's a man's name. <laughs> it's a Viking name. Um, it's a Viking name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this, uh, this, we, oh boy, this was a doozy. Woo! This was a so, doozy. But before, yeah. before we get into this, there's a couple things that we have to, little couple housekeeping items. By the time this airs, this will be ancient fucking history. Old news. Old news. But we do have to give a shout out to our friend of the show, one Miss Jean Bentley. Uh, who, hi, Jean. Who, hi, Jean. Who wrote a piece uh, celebrating the 400th episode of Law & Order SVU, which aired this week. Uh, yeah, so and, so you can do the math on how, how much of a backlog we have. Yes, listeners. exactly. Uh, but in addition to it being a fantastic article uh, with, you know, showrunners and Mariska Hargitay and, you know, other people that work on the show. People you, that matter. You and I were actually interviewed for the piece of Eve and got to give our. Uh, I know. Our how two did that? Ha- how? What was that? That was nonsense. That was why. Why us? I don't know. Uh, it's, it's... We were we were quoted as as Law and Order experts. Yes. So. Um, so so it's real e- weird. <laughs> how do you like me now, Mom? Yes. So we are we are apparently officially experts. Uh, yeah. And yeah. So, but we did want to give a shout out and a and a thank you to Gene Bentley for. Uh, and what publication might you should we should we shout out? Oh to? yes, uh, and shout out to the <laughs> publication Marie Claire. Marie Claire. Yes. So not not only did we uh, give uh, some expert advice on law and order but we also uh, gave tips on decorating your home. I know and they were they were great tips. We uh we suggested decorating it uh in SVU themes. Yeah. Just just black tarps everywhere <laughs> and body bags. Lots of body bags. Uh black lights oh, to to illuminate semen. Oh god. <laughs> Jesus. I wonder if I wonder if there's like black light porn where like when the dude climaxes it just like looks like a firework um i I, I, yeah probably 
Probably right. I I gotta. I'll do. I'll do a deep dive later. Yeah, I was gonna say. Back. We we don't we do that going into next week's episode. We'll we'll pick this up next week. <laughs> um, but how was? Don't let us forget about this, listeners. How was your week, Aviv? My week was good, inter- interesting. You know, just writing stuff, uh, reading stuff, just just working in a coal mine. I think I'm gonna buy a new guitar amp. That's that's there's no story there. I just just put it on eBay. Yeah, just putting it out in the universe. If anyone has a Fender Vibro Champ uh, from the '70s, I will buy that from you. Okay, well there you go. Uh, tweet at either SVU Podcast or at Rambo Calrissian. <laughs> yeah, if you have a if you have a Vibro Champ, if you have one that you're willing to part with, Aviv will cut you not a great price on it, but you know he'll haggle. No, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna argue you down. <laughs> Because that's, that's what you do with Eve. Yeah. Hey, man. Oh, so, okay. So, I do... So, this is probably going to get cut out, but I do want to tell you a thing. Um, I what, So, I did a, a what's called a general meeting today, which is I, I went into a production company and just, like, talked to them about, like, what I have written and what they might need, like, what kind of movies they're looking for. And they had, like, a spread of bagels there because, like, oh, it was, like kind of i guess like a nice you know they had like prepared for this more than i had and um and so my buddy james who set up the uh meeting always makes fun of me for being jewish i guess i not not i guess he does i don't really know why um and so like i saw the bagels and then i saw james sitting in the room and i'm like oh my god fucking got he's gonna say something and he did and then like to break so there's always this like sort of shooting the shit break ice breaking like five minutes of like oh did you hit any traffic on the way how about that local sports team and instead of that for this meeting it was james being like vive's jewish that's fucking weird right (laughs) and like for for 10 minutes they they just like took turns making fun of my judaism and uh, yeah, so maybe I'm gonna sell a movie, or maybe so I'm productive just, uh, meeting. <laughs> sat in a room and faced some anti-Semitism. So how was your week, Matthew? I mean, comparatively speaking, really not exciting at all. <laughs> Quiet. I got your I got your wedding invite today. Oh, did you? Yeah. Nice. All right. So the postal postal service is actually doing some doing some work there. Uh, no, it's been a good week. Been a busy week. Uh, we are the the wedding is fast approaching, so sent out the invites this week, and uh, just a whole slew of bunch of other shit um, that we had to do. So yeah, no. So uh, did did a bunch of wedding stuff. It's gonna be all wedding stuff all the time. Um, bought a new uh, a new trekking backpack to upgrade my backpack. Um, for, for when you take to the woods. Yeah, exactly. It's a it's a larger pack, so I can carry more stuff into the woods with me. Um, no, it's just been uh, it's been just uh, real fucking busy with like every uh, anything and everything wedding related. So, uh, listeners, if you're if you're getting married, my suggestion to you is is don't no get married, but just don't do the whole huge wedding thing. Like literally, just do. How many people are going to your? How many people are like uh, are on the list? Let's say uh, we invited. Apparently, I didn't realize this. We invited seventy nine. And would you, is that considered a big wedding or a small wedding? I think that's considered 
I think a hundred is considered like a medium-sized wedding, so I think it's still considered a smaller oh, it's relatively wedding. small. Yeah, but consider the fact we originally were hoping to cap that at fifty. <laughs> so there's that. Um, so I think we we invited seventy-nine. I think we're expecting somewhere in the sixty to sixty-five range. That's not awful. I'm gonna get drunk and make a scene. I, you know, Aviv, since you've, I, I, I've seen you drunk all of like once or maybe twice. Have at it, Hoss. Like, <laughs> I would, I would love to see that. Um, so, if this is your first episode or one of your first episodes listening to us, Aviv uh, is going to hit us with a sixty-second oh, recap of this week's episode. Uh, just a reminder to everyone that all of the episodes are available to watch on Hulu. Uh, so we recommend watching before you listen to our take on everything. Uh, so this week's episode is Season 3, Episode 3, entitled Stolen. And this is a... Oh boy, Woo! this was a gut-wrenching one. Um, Woo! So, Aviv, why don't you give us a 60-second recap of what all happened in this week's episode? Uh, okay, you guys. So, this week's episode is Stolen. And uh, there's a baby that's stolen from a grocery store. Turns out that's not the central crime in the show. Then they uh, pretty quickly find the baby and find like a bunch of other just in like a warehouse full of babies. And turns out that that's also not the central crime in the show. Um, and it's just like a, they were in like some sort of adoption escrow. Um, and so then they uh, they realize that. Uh, the this adoption lawyer who's like kind of shady, um, also handled the adoption of this uh, a, a kid that went missing or was like, going to handle the adoption of a kid that went missing named uh, Tyler, right? Tyler? No. Steven? Steven. 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 Kid that went kid that went missing named Steven and his and his mother um died. She was murdered. And so that's the central crime, kind of the central crime of the show, because uh, they go out on the lookout for the now 12-year-old Steven, uh, think they found him, turns out it's just a kid that looks like he's going to commit a murder someday, uh, then they then they actually find him, and uh, and and who who's he going to go with? His uh, loving adopted parents who have done nothing wrong, his uh, biological father who didn't know he existed and is like kind of a fuck, but not too much of a fuck that he wouldn't uh, be able to take care of kids, or his grandparents who have bought him 12 years of birthday and Christmas presents and have just been leaving them in his room since he disappeared. Dick Wolf. Dick Wolf. Yeah, this... Turns turns out everyone's miserable, Dick Wolf. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this this episode is unique in that it's it has, like, some minor amounts of, like, joy in it. Where? Which is then quickly <laughs> dashed. <laughs> like, it's yeah. got some semblance of it. It, yeah, it, it could go for a happy ending, but it doesn't. No, it it's but like it it's like there there are victims here, but how special are they? They're kids, so they fall within the special victims unit purview here. No, but it's like you know what I'm saying. Where it's like there's there's no sex crime in this week's episode. Yay. Yeah, no one was raped, and no one was mur- well. Teresa well, was murdered, but that was like 12 years ago. Who cares? Right, and yeah, um. And, you know, the, there's kids that are 
in sort of like a shady transaction, but it turns out like 90% of them, like it's fine, except for the Almost one. all of them. Yeah. Like there's two that were like, had gone awry. There's like a baby uh, Ponzi scheme, but that's kind of it. Right. So uh, we open on a woman in the grocery store and she asks some kid that's like stocking shelves. She's like, oh, where's the baby formula? And the guy's like, oh, let me show you. And meanwhile, he's like burying a dead body in, with those cans. <laughs> he's just building the, the cans around the body. Um, so she's the baby is in the shopping cart, like in the little like seat area, like the little thing. And but it's in a, it's in a um, like a like is a, that called a ba- a bassinet it's like or a, something? It's like a carrier. Yeah, like a baby. Yeah, yeah, it's like a baby a, carrier. Mm-hmm. Um. And so she goes, oh, the, the guy's like, oh, let me show you. It's over here. And rather than, like, I, for, for what reason? And this ir- oh, irritated God, the I don't shit know. out of me. This is, yeah, me too. Rather than take the, like, push the cart. It's on wheels. and there's, 20 feet. There's no obstruction, mind 20 you. 20 feet. She, rather than push the cart over to where the formula is, she decides to just leave the cart with the baby in it and walk away to get the formula so, and then come back. It's even more it's even more complicated than that because so so the the dude is stocking an end cap and she comes up and asks him to where the baby formula is. He walks her down like you know long ways across a couple of aisles um which she follows, right? She follows with the baby in the cart. Then when he turns down the aisle where the baby formula is, also like learn how to read a fucking sign lady. Um she stops there. That is where she stops. Like, for no reason. Yeah, for no reason. Walks away. Comes back with, like, fucking, like, an armful. How many like, babies does this woman have? <laughs> she comes back with, like, an armful of eight, baby formula. Eight eight things of baby formula. Like, I I don't have any Where's kids. your breast milk go, lady? I don't have kids, obviously. Um, that you know of. That I know of. It doesn't, it seems like that's this episode. excessive. That seems excessive. Well, she's like hunkering down for Y2K, I guess. Y2K's already passed at this point, Aviv. She's hunkering down for... I don't know. She knows about 9-11. Oh, God. Let's not get this conspiracy. This is the year that it happens. Um, oh, yeah. No, this is po- this came out this in October October 12th, so this is post-9-11. Right, but this... Uh, maybe, she, maybe she's worried about uh, chemical or biological attacks like my mom was. Yeah, no. <laughs> we'll get into that on another episode. Um... No, I this but this had to have been filmed before that though. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, because I think in at some point. By the way, the season, we do get some. They start we do with get the, some the black art, the black bands across the um the morning bands across. The oh machines. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we do get some answers to some burning questions in this episode. One specifically burning question in this episode. All right, we'll we'll get yeah, to we'll... it. But anyway, so the the lady is coming back with an armful of fucking. Baby formula, only to discover a king's ransom of baby formula. <laughs> only to discover that the baby is not there, gone. Begging the gone, question, I tells you. Why didn't she just push the cart? Yeah, yep. down where the baby okay. formula is. Yep, but we're the we're the trains left the station already because, because uh, all right, now she like the mom freaks and like okay. Of course, yes. the mom's gonna freak. Of course, like if yes. the baby, yeah. But like she loses her goddamn mind. Well, she immediately starts yelling like, "My baby, my baby!" And then the stupid kid that was stuck in the show is like, "What happened?" 
<laughs> whoa, 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 what? Yeah, like, I don't know. His performance was a little... Um, and so the, the mother's name is Emma Darachek. And so we cut to immediately all of our detectives are there and they're wandering around and looking for stuff. Um, I don't, th- I think that this was Stabler's week off cause I don't think he has, I don't think he shows up in this at all. Um, Stabler, what are you talking about? Stabler is in this episode? Yeah, he's got some, in this Guys, opening scene. listeners, I am face blind. <laughs> it's really rearing its ugly head today. Okay, yeah, no, they're going through, cause he makes a comment where they're like running down like, all right, what happened? Oh yeah, yeah. And then and, he says the haircut line. Well, he also says like, oh, like. Baby snatchers typically travel light. Maybe, you know, they had something with them or something like that. And then they go and they're they're trying to run everything down. They're like, all right, we gotta talk to the mom. They go into the bathroom and they discover you that are there's one hundred percent right. I just like it just like I went I, w- I went to my happy place wow. and I just didn't okay. didn't see him. So I've got some so anyway. I've got some issues then with this this upcoming scene that we're going to get into involving stabler so i don't know if you saw so, this or what happened if you blacked it out um uh, but we'll so okay we'll so it. so they're they're running down uh so they're running down the like what's what's happening right and they're like okay there were seven other mothers in the store okay how do they know that but okay, there are seven other mothers like p- pushing strollers maybe it took them three entire minutes to shut the store down to to shut the store down which is like that's pretty fast yeah um, i mean it's i mean I, as someone that's worked retail before there's always like the the thing whenever someone says like oh my child's missing and you gotta get like on the radio and like be like lock it down type thing <laughs> code blue co- code blue no it's called a uh, code adam actually code adam a-d-a-m yeah. yes i did not know that yes so if you ever hear that like on like in like a store and you hear someone say code adam get comfy you're not going anywhere uh yeah so they are sort of questioning oh you're right stabler has like a big yeah big he has part a of big this. thing i don't know i okay so uh um, did you watch okay. this week's episode of Eve? i did i did i just forgot because there's so much weird i know like, there's this yes. goes so such weird places yes yes um okay so then they go into the bathroom where they find thrown away m- boys baby cl- like no other i think it's baby it's, clothes it's like other it's the baby clothes i think that the baby was originally wearing and they redressed the baby they found like right. an eyedropper I, full of some sort of drug like librium sedative. which i don't know what the fuck that is and i also don't know how olivia can identify it as librium right Yeah, because away. she just looks at the eyedropper and it's like the eyedropper <laughs> is labeled yeah, and she's she doesn't even smell it. Like it would be hilarious it's if in she a just bag. Like put it under her she, she put it under her nose and she was like, "It's librium." No, it's in it. a it's in a sealed plastic evidence bag. I know. I just wanted her to smell it. And then uh like a little tuft of hair which presu- which the the kidnapper presumably cut off. And they were saying like, "Oh, yes. since it's a baby girl, the whoever kidnapped her Probably wants to make the kid Jester, to be Jester as a boy. A boy yeah. because no one's looking for a boy. And really at that age, babies look pretty much yep. the same. All the same. All exactly the same. Like kind of like a Sharpay. Like, that's all I got. I was gonna say And that and and that's our and that's our theme. Yeah, they find the hair and the in a little bow, and Stable's like, and then he gave her a haircut. And there's our there's our theme. <laughs> So I have a I have a question. Okay. I have a couple couple questions or a couple of things to say about the commercials. 
There, I have a lot to say about the commercials that played for me in this episode. Okay. So the, the, the first one was for Nationwide Insurance, hashtag not an ad. And it was... Was it Brad like Paisley? A ja- it wasn't Brad Paisley. It was uh, someone Odom Jr. Okay, sure. Leslie, Leslie, maybe Leslie, Leslie Odom, Odom Jr. Jr. Yeah, who's like a singer, I guess. I guess, I don't know. That name sounds familiar, but I actually don't know who Leslie Odom Jr. is. Uh yeah, he's an actor and singer. And uh and wait, hold on. Leslie Odom Jr. SVU. Oh, he was on an episode of SVU. How about that? Oh, well there you go. That's the there time. You go. So yeah, so but it's Leslie Odom Jr. just like sort of hanging out on stage at like in like a symphony hall and the piano player plays like the nationwide jingle and then he like improv sing jazz sings this thing about nationwide insurance being on your side and you got your mom's side and you got your good side and you got nationwide and they're on all your sides and like okay fine but like just a bunch of jazz guys hanging out singing about insurance that's a thing that happens sure that that happens all all the time this happens aviv all All the time time. it's so common and then it's the most common I'm just I'm just making a comment about how uh, accurate that ad was to real life. Uh, secondly, the second ad is for the Taken TV show. Taken. Have you seen the ad? Take, Taken, like like Liam Neeson's Taken. Like the Liam Neeson movie, they're, they they've made it into a TV show. Nope, didn't know about that one. I'll be sure to miss it. Uh, a buddy of mine works for the production company. You insensitive piece of shit. I, I, I hope it has a lot of, of seasons. <laughs> I'm just saying that I'm not going to watch it. No, I'm not going to watch it either. It looks yeah. like garbage. <laughs> Sorry, Josh. No, fuck you, then. No, no, no. I Yeah, he. so that's produced by Europa Corp, which is Luc Besson's uh, production company. You'd know Luc Besson from directing The Fifth Element and The Professional. Oh, okay. Um, but he also produced Taken, and so is just like cashing checks, essentially. <laughs> Printing money. Printing money. So we come back from commercial, and we're back. We're still in the That's grocery it. That's store. That's just the aside. You wanted to just tell us about the. Yeah, I wanted to give you know give a shout out to Josh. He's the guitarist in my band, and he's a he's a good dude. Okay. And uh, I hope it does well because I hope that his uh, I hope that he gets promoted and then can buy some of my screenplays. And maybe he'll buy you that new guitar. Amp, amp. Oh, excuse me, amp. Fender Vibrolux, <laughs> or Vibrochamp. Either one. I'm not picky. Fair enough. Um, Fender so, from the 70s. So maybe I, a silver tone. I, a couple comments on uh, on the the opening of the the episode before the credits. Where like the, before the credits. The the fact that Stabler <laughs> makes a comment where he's like, "Baby snatchers travel light." It's like a that makes sense because they are. It requires a quick getaway, but it's also like sure. he starts rattling off like like mo and like statistics about the shit that's where it's like, like that's a little much well right? it's just like fuck like how many of these do they work where it's like they just know they have to know all of this stuff that's just like horrifically depressing and b doesn't the fbi handle kidnappings normally do they i don't even know i thought it was a it was that was an fbi thing fuck if i know man. i don't know maybe that's just like a, in the movies i always feel like in the movies i was like the fbi was gets involved so i thought it was just like a thing you're the one that's telling me about Code Adam. Well, that's that's not a law enforcement thing. That's a fucking that's a retail thing. I don't know, but you but you know more about kidnapping than I do. 
I don't. He said not accusing Matthew of anything. I was gonna say, you better you want to watch your tone there, buddy. <laughs> watch your tone. You might disappear next. <laughs> but better check your tone, Abib. Use your inside voice. Put your ass outside. <laughs> Can't wait to talk to your kids. I like know, that. right? It's there. It's not gonna happen. But you know, that's fine. Um, so we we get back and Stabler and Benson are interviewing the mom, who is is understandably hysterical uh, at this point, and. You know, she's just like, oh, my God, I looked away for like two seconds and my and uh, they're like, oh, well, the the dad's coming down. So, you know, just just we need you to calm down and tell us what happened. They're asking her questions. You must chill. So can can I can I pause just for a second? Because what really distracted me while they were talking was uh, an ad for cigarettes. It appeared to be for Marlboro's, but probably was, you know, a fake brand like a like a non not real brand and and cigarettes were three dollars and 21 cents a pack which is in new york very city. cheap in yeah new in new york, york city. city that is i think that's one of the most expensive places in the country to get a pack of it cigarettes. is so so currently uh the average uh the average oh shit Sorry. Currently, the average uh, pack of cigarettes in New York is twelve fifty. Jesus Christ. Twelve. So it has it has risen three hundred percent. That's insane. In the last fifteen years. That is fucking insane. Yeah, man. It'll kill you. That's an incredible. one way or another. Yeah, I was gonna say it'll either fucking make you go broke or just kill you from the general effects of smoking. Because you'll starve to death. <laughs> you'll be uh, so, so thin, though. So thin of teeth. <laughs> so, so good looking. Oh, my God. Uh, no teeth. So the so the, the mother, whose name uh, I said earlier was Emma Derichek, um, her, like, she kind of, like, freaks at Stabler and is like, detective, stop asking me questions and go find my daughter. And he's like, woman, I am, I'm asking you questions. I'm doing my job. Find your daughter. Yeah. Well, because he keeps, like, he keeps I, telling her, it's like, I've got kids, I can only imagine what you're going through. Like, you know, he's trying to get on her level, like, empathize with her. Yeah, for sure. Um, and also, so I'm completely on the, the the detective side until about five minutes from then when they're, when they, when they decide to look at the, the security camera footage for the first time. And I'm like, there's a security cam? Why the fuck? What that the- should be the first thing that you did. That should be the first. So, uh, Yep. Uh, now might be a good time to uh, to mention that that something similar to this happened to me once. Continue. When I was to me, so when I was about five years old, I was at a diner with my dad, and um, and my dad had this like leather jacket that he always used to wear, and I was just sort of like standing next to him and and followed him out of the store because I just followed him out. And then I hear from inside the the diner him screaming my name at the top of his lungs. And I turned around and ran back in because it turns out that I had followed a, someone else that just had a similar leather jacket. Wow. And so my dad like went ballistic. And I don't rem- I don't I remember that. I don't remember like getting in trouble or if there was any sort of like Something bad happened repercussion. to you. Yeah, yeah I, repercussions for me doing that. Uh, I remember getting yelled at, 
and I remember telling my mom that it was like it was the same jacket. I promise. It's like not a. I'm sorry, but I don't. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. That's all. Well, there you go. Um, so the the husband shows up, and it's, then they decide <laughs> that they're gonna they're gonna split up. Uh, the hysterical mom and the the husband, who like is you know he's he seems to be like fine about the fact that like his kid just got kidnapped. He's like yeah. he's played it like way too fucking cool. Um, but especially because he's like hysterical woman, am I right? She can't even keep a shit together. Oh my god! Oh, and uh, Stabler's like, sir, this really isn't my place. But it, it, your your wife is suffering from postpartum depression. You should probably okay. She's stressed it. out, but she doesn't want to go see a doctor. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ed Stamper's so weird. Like, no, but... You, you should you should have someone go see this. So I I just think it's it's so interesting the way that this the show handles the topic of mental illness. Yeah, because like season so, one, it's like it's like psychology is the devil, the devil, yeah. and then season two it gains a little more traction and then the end of season two we have Wong we introduced, introduced. so Wong, now it's yeah. like psychology is everything and now it's Yay. like season three it's like public service announcements about mental health this person has postpartum depression let's in let's interject a like story like a b storyline yeah. about how it's okay to get help and you should go get help and in fact later in the scene someone is in fact like congratulated for going to get help it's like we go from pole to pole in three seasons. <laughs> Congratulated for getting help. Yeah, and so Stabler tells a story essentially about how he almost killed one of his daughters. Yeah. He's like, I was working the night shift. All she wanted to do was cry. All I wanted to do was sleep. And then I killed her. Except I didn't kill her. Got to yeah, go the, back. The, the, story has, the, the story conveniently stops before there's any sort of. That's why he has so many kids because he just keeps killing I don't know what people. happened to her. Judge took her away. I don't know. I've <laughs> Allegedly killed her. Um, yeah. So like the the dad's playing it way too cool here. Yes. And yes. Very. Then they're like, oh, let's go check the security camera footage, and it's just like, what the fuck? You should have done that. Every Why time. the fuck did you not do? Oh god. So they try. So- they go to the foot, and like you see the person, you see the kid getting snatched. They're like, oh, give us another angle on that, and then you see someone walking like they basically get a good view like not a great look but enough of a look of the person and then they get a view of the front door of that person walking out and the person is also dragging a rolling suitcase suitcase behind okay so i have there let's unpack this for a second because there's a couple of things is there a pun intended with with that no (laughs) nice uh no 
so first, why the fuck do you not check the tapes immediately? Especially before like casting aspersions against the mother for like maybe she wanted to let her kid get kidnapped or whatever. And they even talk about like, oh, planting maybe the mother planted the baby clothes and cut the hair in the bathroom to like throw people off. And meanwhile, like there is a clear video of this thing happening. So like that's out the window. Yeah. Second, so sometimes they just um they they don't do the work in the correct order. Yeah, they run before they catch the ball. They they eventually get there, but sometimes it just takes them a minute. So there's also okay. So secondly, there's the the camera angle of the end cap of the aisle is all you see is the the woman who stole the baby all you see is her back which is like of course and like of course that's the only angle and then they and then the cops are like well we tried and like there isn't any sort of like thought to like okay but now we know it maybe we can like follow her on the other cameras because there was more than one they don't they're just like oh let's see if we can figure out when she left i i I will push back on this one because munch does say it's like don't you have any other cameras like and the the guys like not in this area of the store but we have them in the front of the uh, the, the front entrance and the back entrance of the store so then that's when like all right well let's check that okay also they they, they do call that out they do call that out. they do call that out and so at Matt, you are right. The, she she exits carrying a suitcase, and they they sort of posit that the the baby's in the suitcase, which is not the funny, baby's in the suitcase, it's and the funny. and the drugs were to keep the baby from crying in the suitcase. Well, they also posit the the idea that because I don't know what the hell this this eyedropper drug is, but they're like I don't know they oh that she might be an alcoholic, right? An alcoholic or a drug addict who's like trying to deal with coming down off of being high or or like fighting off the dts or whatever like that so it's like well it turns out it could have been and probably was Either. all, yeah, all of these things yeah and so then they like they like sort of scroll back or something and figure out who bought the suitcase and what credit card she used and sort of try to track her down that way but like okay what kind of grocery store sells suitcases I I I don't know if they were positing that they she bought the suitcase on. I guess she wasn't rolling it around. Was she? I don't really know. I know that they tracked down the credit cards and they go to talk to some woman and that's how but they. But I to think the, that they tracked down the credit card based on based on the fact that she bought it at the grocery store. Yeah, I don't know. Well, maybe I don't know. Maybe it's like a you know like a like. Like a Target or a Walmart or like any of those big superstores, like they have a grocery section. Yes, I, I mean that's a it stretch. Look like one it's of those, stretch. though. Yeah, because it's in anyway. Manhattan, so you know. I also there's something right. else that I wanted to get you. This is more of a uh, uh, the the technical aspect of it. So was there something about the 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 way that this uh, opening segment in the grocery store was shot that the look of it was just very different like it was i don't know if it was yeah, the lighting it lo- or it, the shutter speed it looked a little more cinematic to me yeah i was gonna say it looked that way because then once we leave the store to go track down the person whose stolen credit card was used and it's being shot outside it right. looks very different it looks a lot more like kind of gritty like the it I, doesn't i agree and and is that then shutter that, speed that, is that lighting is it is it the it, type I, of lens it it's probably lens and lighting. My guess is, you know, 
it seemed like that they were using more uh, real-life locations, which you have to shoot differently than um, a set. But also, grocery stores have fluorescent tube light bulbs, and especially in the early 2000s, they really didn't show up well on camera. They would, like, flicker all the time. Um, and so, like, even even in life, people get headaches from fluorescent light bulbs because they're, like, imperceptibly flickering. But, like, on camera, it really shows up. So, in order to shoot in some place like a grocery store, you have to replace the, all the light bulbs. And so, um, I don't know whether they um, adjusted the shutter speed to, to, to cut down on the flicker or if they put a filter on the lights or, or replaced all the lights. But it did... It did look like, so like the the squad room looks like a studio, right? It looks like they're you know, it looks like it's it, on a soundstage with like lights hanging from the ceiling to like make sure everything is exposed. And this felt like you're they're shooting in a real location. Interesting, yeah. Because I wrote that down. Like it looks like I can never put my finger on it because that's happened a couple times in this show where it's like I don't know what it is. And like you, I think you're the word you use. Like it looked more cinematic. I'm like, yeah, that's exactly yeah. how I would describe it. Like. TV versus watching a movie, it just looks different. Um, it, it like wasn't as gritty. Yeah, yeah. A lot cleaner. Um, a lot, the painting was different. Like the motion, the way it kind of tracks across. There the was a, there are a couple interesting camera moves in this. Um, that like one of them that reminded me of Inglorious Bastards. Um, that we'll get to when we meet. Um, what's his name? I don't know. You don't know what his name is because you don't know what I'm talking about. Mark Sanford. Uh, there was a cool, there was a cool pan job on Mark Sanford. Um, I don't. You'll so, put that out. Yeah, well, so they so they tracked down uh, someone the, whose credit the, card was being used yeah, to purchase like, the suitcase. I guess. And we don't know we don't know her name because they say it once, and she like she's in this one scene because she's like, yeah, my credit card was stolen by uh, one of my patients. I work in a rehab facility or something like that. Um, and they show her the picture of the uh, that they grab from the security camera and she says oh that's alicia brown she's one of my patients she is a crack addict she was doing so well she has hasn't used since she got pregnant and they're like oh that's not that's sweet what happened when when did she deliver and the woman's like well she delivered a a dead baby yeah she it was a stillborn and and i feel like there should be a follow-up question asked by literally anyone that's like oh have you started using again? You, you gave birth to a dead baby. Uh, how are you coping with that? <laughs> Is it with drugs? Uh, the answer, uh, you'll be very sad to hear, Aviv, is that yes. Yes, she has been. What a bummer. Yeah. Um <laughs> So we get the uh, the next scene is they go to her they go to the the crack addict's apartment uh, and they're basically just like rifling around. The crack addict has a name, Matthew. I don't know her it's, name. It's Alicia Brown. That's okay. She's only in one scene. I know. Too. She's in this next scene, and that's it. Um, so they're searching her her house, and then she just fucking walks in the front door because she doesn't realize that her house is being searched. There's a there's a funny moment where so they're searching their house and they and Sailor opens like a cigar box and finds a crack pipe and he's like oh she's using again which is a surprise to no one and then uh, Benson comes out of the uh, bedroom holding like a giant stack of money and is like maybe she was feeding her habit with this <laughs> money. 
<laughs> She's been smoking money. I'm like, what the fuck are you even? Yes, she buys crack with money. That's how it works. Sometimes you buy crack with blowjobs. Sometimes you buy crack with money. Either, either, Those are two ways to pay for crack. That's it. Either of these things are valid currency in the crack game. They don't take credit. No, you can't. You can't purchase crack on these. Although, I, I, you know, I feel like a lot of uh, business savvy drug dealers would get like the square. The square. <laughs> well, yeah, but then you can track the the purchase. Well, yeah, but then you use it. You, you know, like a dummy corporation or something like that. That's true. That's true. Definitely not Crack Inc. <laughs> LLC. LLC. I was listening to a to a uh, like an NPR thing about how um, 80 percent. So like. All of the cash now, essentially, that is in circulation is just used for crime and like not because like everyone generally pays electronically with a card or online or whatever. But like criminals, they're still using cash. And so like most of the money that's in circulation is crime related money. Yeah, it's got it's like what is it? The X percentage of all one dollar bills have. Traces yeah, of it's, the, it's, on the, it. it's the 20, yeah. Oh, the 20? Okay, yeah. So it's the Yeah, you don't concept. fucking snort coke with a $1 bill, you plebeian. <laughs> Ouch! Yes, that's true, Aviv. It is, it is a rich um, kid's drug. You're right. And and do you know that... So 80% of, of paper money is $100 bills. Which is like, who the that fuck... That sounds false. It, that's what they that's what they uh said on the NPR this morning. It is fake news, so thanks Trump. Um news totally fake. I that seem that number seems insanely high. But it also cuz I don't know whether that is uh in terms of value because then it would take 100 $1 bills to equal the value of one one hundred dollar bill. Thank you, Fee. Is that how right. numbers so, work? Yeah, it is how numbers work. But I so I don't think it's like per bill. Like I don't think that there are eighty hundred dollar bills for every one dollar bill. I think that there are if you know, if the entire American economy has, let's say, eight hundred a a, a trillion dollars, uh eight hundred billion of that is hundred dollar bills and the rest is the rest. Because they're valued higher. Anyway, this is. Stupid. I still don't think that's the case. Well, if I can find the NPR story, I'll send it to you. Yeah, I listened do. to half of it and then ate a breakfast burrito. So they could have, in the second so, half, been like, "Psych." So the second half, they could have delved a little deeper into this. Listen, that's that's my talent is hearing half of half a thing the, and then the telling someone else about it. It as just completely. This is the, the story. Yeah. Okay. Like kind of like how you did with this episode because you forgot the stapler was in the first fucking. I half forgot of this. the stapler was in the first half of the episode. You know, Elliot Stabler said eighty percent of all the episodes, except for this twenty percent episode we have here where he is not featured. Yeah, I <laughs> I don't uh, I don't remember him being in the episode. So then Stabler jacks. Jackass. Um, so, 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 she, so the episode right now. So oh, okay, Alicia so, Brown so, comes so into the apartment. Comes home, and like the look on Benson and Stabler's face, they just look so surprised. They're like, "Oh shit, that was a freebie." Yeah. So they chase her down, and and Stabler just fucking like puts her in a bear hug. He's like, "Where's the fucking kid?" Yeah, great chase music. 
once again. She gets like four feet from her doorframe before Stabler has her in his Great steely embrace. Great brief chase music. Yes. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's like the first, it's like a half a stanza and that's, that's fucking it. Um, yeah. So they're like, where's the baby? He jacks her up against the wall. He like smushes her face. Yeah. He's like, where's the baby? She's like, my baby died. They're like, not your, not your baby. The, the, the baby. The baby. The one that you stole. We know your baby's dead. Which is like real insensitive, but it, it's the truth. Yeah. Well, it's the truth. It's factually um, accurate. <laughs> And so she's like, oh, I sold the baby for crack money. It's like, we, we know Shit. that. We're like, That's we dark as hell. Like, we, we understand that. We saw the big pile of money up in your apartment. Where, to who and where? She's like, I, can't, I had to sell the baby. They're like, All right, enough of this. Where's the baby? It's like, I sold it to so a lawyer. A lawyer, which is like, oh, that's a... Okay, I mean, who else would buy a baby, I suppose? Not, I, I would assume criminals. Yeah, but what? Like, I feel like a baby's a liability. I think, generally speaking, outside of a kidnapping, purchasing baby scenario, I would agree with that as well. It's just in, <laughs> just in life. But but since we're doing the kidnapping, buying babies thing, yeah, since we're doing that, so they're like, okay, so they go down to Chelsea to this dude's. Um, yeah. Office. The- the lawyer's name is Mark Sanford. Mark the Lawyer Sanford. Um, so meanwhile, he's like packing up his car. Like it looks like he's very quickly trying to get the fuck out of Dodge. Yeah, and so that guy, uh, he, he's he been in a million things. His name is Bruce Oh, wait, Altman. no, excuse me. They, we don't go down there first. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. We, sorry. Missed the, we missed the intermediate scene. That is how we get to Mark Sanford. Um they, oh yes! They go. To oh this, God! Yeah, how, how could did, we forget? How did we fuck this up. So no, they go. They find out where she took the baby. She took the baby to some holding F- place. fucking baby escrow thing. Yeah, and uh, it's just like it's like a brownstone, and they come pretty nice brownstone. It's a very nice brownstone, um, and they they storm the brownstone and like the 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 child care person there. She's like, oh, I was just on the phone with the. With the police. I, I didn't know who you were. I thought you were burglars. Um, so Olivia's like, give me the fucking cell phone. She's like, you didn't call 911. You, who the fuck is this guy that you're calling right there? She's like, um, nothing. And then and then there's like a little bit of crying. And, she's, and they're like, what the fuck is that? And she's like, it's the babies. And I'm like, babies? This episode is going to be over in like two seconds, by the way. So they go in. Stabler goes in, and it's like it's a room full of cribs with babies. Frowny face. And uh, he's like, "Which ones? Fucking what's her like? Emily or Emma or? Uh, no, Emma's the mother. I don't know what the fucking. Oh no, Emma is no, the, the kid. Emma is the Emma is the kid. Yeah. They're like, Sorry. which one's Emma? She's just like, I, I ain't telling you shit, copper. Uh, I, 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 there ain't been an Emma here in in fifteen years. So here's the thing. 
Stabler starts just like going around to all of the cribs and like looking at the babies, and then he's got a picture of oh, Emma. Welcome to my hell. I was like, wait a second. I wrote down. I was like, this is a bit like at at this point, pretty much all babies look the same. Welcome to my hell. He's like holding up the picture and looking at each baby, <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? And then he's just like so confident. He's like, found it. I don't think Stabler's in this movie. I- <laughs> He's like, found it. And I'm like, I don't know if I would be so confident about that. Yeah, so. Right? I would be like, I don't, do I don't know. I'd be like, just bring baby? all the babies and, and I don't know. I don't know how to do We got a this. DNA test them. This is nonsense. Yeah, that's the only way to be sure. Um. Yeah, so they. So that's it. They find the baby. They give it back to the mom. The mom's like, oh, I'm never going to let you out of my sight again. And Stabler doesn't say it out loud, but kind of gives him a look like, I'm sorry. I thought that you murdered your baby on purpose. And then fucking the the husband is like, hey, and we're going to get her some help for the postpartum depression. And Stabler gives her like a gives him like a like a firm handshake. Yes, you did the right thing. You get one of these. It's <laughs> yes, like, what the firm fuck? handshake? What the fucking fuck? It's like, why are people being congratulated? I wrote down the thing. It's like that Chris Rock bit. Like, I take care of my kids. It's like, you're supposed to take care of your kids. Yeah. You're supposed to get your wife help when she's having fucking troubles like this. But you want a cookie? What you want, a cookie? Uh, Yep. And so, uh, how how the fuck are you going to pick that baby out of a lineup? I'm still there. You can't pick that baby out of a lineup. You can't pick that baby out of a lineup. Right. So, okay. So, we come back from commercial, and they're like kind of shaking down this maid character who uh, was was the madam of this baby mill and she claims uh, that basically it was it was exactly what you did. it was a it was baby escrow basically where it's baby like, escrow I take she didn't care say of the, baby escrow because no. that's not a thing but yes well in this episode it is um but no she basically claims that like I just I'm just taking care of the babies they're just here until their adoptive parents come and get them basically so it's it's literally baby escrow <laughs> yeah yeah and so uh so they it's the okay. baby upside down the baby upside down she so they're interviewing the demogorgon and <laughs> oh god and so, so the demogorgon eats all the babies so they're like oh who Dick the wolf. fuck did you call you fucking fuck and she's like i called the lawyer and I'm like, okay, we know that this guy's a lawyer. Relax about the lawyer thing for just yeah, like they say one that like, oh, he's minute. a lawyer. You'll never get to him. He's a lawyer. It's like that doesn't mean anything. It just means he's a corrupt lawyer. Yeah, he's not above uh, the law. Well, you know, and so, and so uh, they they finally uh, she finally names the lawyer, and it's this dude Mark. Sanford. I keep wanting to say Mark Sanchez, who played quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles, but it's and not Mark Sanchez. It sure it's isn't. Mark Sanford. It sure isn't. Um, I keep wanting. This guy to say, may keep, have also fumbled off of his butt, though. I, I keep wanting to say Sanford and son, um, but that's <laughs> Mark Sanford and sons. <laughs> Those babies—they're all the Sanford sons. They're all the sons. Yeah. Um, and so Mark Sanford is played by this dude named Bruce. Altman, who has been in fucking everything, um, but I think maybe he he might be most known now for um, he he plays Terry Colby on Mr. Robot. Have you seen Mr. Robot? I have not. I think we've talked about it's this good before. as hell. I've, so good. I've heard. I just have no interest. Uh, 
Yeah, and so he's been on fucking everything. Blue Bloods, Person of Interest, Suits, Friday Night Lights, Body of Proof, Inside, he, he, uh, Morning Glory, Royal Pains, Good Wife, Modern Family, uh, Solitary Man, I don't know what that is, Bride Wars. He just plays like a like a sort of a, a, a nebbishy lawyer or doctor all the time. He plays that guy, basically. That guy, yeah. Um, I'm trying to see if he's been on another episode of SVU. I think SVU. he's been on Original Recipe. Yeah, so he this is his only episode of SVU. And uh, he's been on one episode of Criminal Intent. I'm looking for Original Recipe. He's in Glengarry Glen Ross. Oh, okay. I was just thinking about that movie the other day. I don't remember why. Uh, I just showed a clip of the uh, of the like always be closing scene to my students because it's a great. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's on a shitload of. Oh man, hang he's, on. He's One, a lawyer two, on three, four. That's an interesting thing. So typically, when you play multiple characters on Law and Order, you'll do like even if like you play. So like this guy plays like this dude named Harv. Bagal um, in an episode of Original Recipe, right? And it's like a two-parter. And then he plays a dude named Tom Morrison, and then he plays a dude named Brad Feldman twice in one episode from 2000, one episode from 2001. Then in 2004, he plays Dr. Alvin Lawrence, and then in 2009, he plays Brad Feldman again. It's weird to see them going back to a character like that. That is unusual. It's either like if you're gonna come back as the same character, like you're gonna be like one of like the reoccurring attorneys or something like right. that. Right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And you wouldn't, you. and you wouldn't do something different and then come back to it. Like that's the weird thing. Although I think, is now I was gonna say, isn't there like one guy that maybe he played like a lawyer on Original Recipe and is a judge on SVU and it's like real jarring when it happens. You're like, wait, what? <laughs> What the oh, fuck he's happened? also in. He's also. You know what he actually should be most remembered as? Uh, he was in the movie Rookie of the Year. Who was he in Rookie of the Year? He was the the uh, the mom's boyfriend who like tried to exploit the kid Henry Rowan Gartner. Tried to like exploit him and like got him that like Pepsi ad or whatever. Oh, I, I, it's been so long since I've seen it. I don't remember. Yep. Well, there you go. Uh, and Gary Busey is in that movie. And uh, Daniel Stern directed it. Daniel Stern directed it. He Daniel Stern directed that movie. Yes. Did not know that. That's incredible. I gotta revisit that movie. That movie sounds. I, I think that, I, I bet you that's hold, held fan. up real well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the Cubs won the series this year, so. Yeah, there you go. So Bruce Altman, very, very, uh, he's in fucking everything. Everything. You know this guy, guys. You know yeah. this guy. He He's one of those that guys. Yeah. So um, they yep. roll up and they arrest him. He's like, I, I, I want my attorney. They're like, have him meet you down at the precinct. So the slimy attorney gets a slimier attorney. Yeah, it's just it's like a fucking cesspool in the interview room. 
Uh, yeah, and and he's like, I don't. What the fuck are you even? I didn't know that she was stolen. I have all this paperwork. I have paperwork for literally. Oh, he's also in Fifty Shades Darker, which comes out this weekend. Okay, enough uh, enough with the guy's biography. <laughs> all right, well, I'm I'm navigating away from the page, and I figured that I'd throw some Fifty Shades Darker love, uh, your way. So, uh, wait, why? The, wait, okay, no, no, no. Now we have to. Now we have to address that. Why the fuck would I care about that? I don't know, cause you know you like to you like to watch uh, softcore bondage porn. No, poorly written softcore bondage porn. No, I really don't. Well, then our that friendship is be, based on a lie. That seems to be more your speed, Eve. No, I don't I, like softcore. I think you're. That's true. You don't. I think you might be projecting, Aviv. If there's one thing you know about me, it's that I hate softcore. I do know that, Aviv. You, you are very adamant about that. P and V G are getting the fuck out. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so basically, he's like, so he's like, look, I didn't, I didn't know that that kid was kidnapped. I saw the lady like weeks prior; she was pregnant, and then she showed then up she with a baby. The baby yeah. <laughs> so I thought it was, you know, the correct baby. Which I'm like, that's kind of fair. And Cabot's like, uh, you, if he's got paperwork for all these babies, we can't really do anything. We can, like, see, there seems to be some sort of, like, money scam going on. So we can keep him for a few days and investigate that. But, like, uh, we, got, we, might, says, we might have to cut him loose. Like, quote, we can keep him for six days on the kidnapping charge. I'm like, that either seems like an excessive amount of time if you have no evidence or a really... Or very much or, not enough. Or not nearly enough time if you think you have enough of a case for kidnapping. Uh, yep. Right? It just seemed like it was... Yep. <laughs> totally, totally correct. So, okay. So that now they're sort of doing a deep dive into um, Sanford's like files and looking for some sort of impropriety in his adoption practices. Um, and it's, just, it's just like a little squad room scene. And this is the most important scene in this episode to me, which is uh, Munch and Finn are, um, you know, going through compu- ch- chatting computer. back and forth. And, and Finn says, Three ex-wives and no babies. Have you ever thought about adopting a kid? And he and Munch says, you know, the greatest favor I could do a kid is to not adopt them. But we have an official number of ex-wives, people. Three. Three. I think we've known that, though. I think we've mentioned that, haven't we? I thought that we asked a couple of episodes ago. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If there was a number. It was the episode where uh, I think Matt Aleskowitz was on. And we were talking. We were talking about the the do rag and the I hate Mondays T-shirt. Right, and, right, 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 right. And he was talking about X Y Z. And I didn't know whether I think I think we said it was at least three, but I don't think that we had the number. Okay. Well, now now we know for sure it's three. Three. That's it, guys. We can end the podcast now. Now that we Boom. know, what's the point? <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, this is our last episode. We made, so we made signing it, off. We made it forty-five episodes of Eve. 
we've we've barely covered 10% of the oh, episodes Jesus. which is horrifying when to think about it uh good night and good luck basically um so uh th- they go through the files uh, Cragen's helping out and and finds yeah, something Munch, well no Munch is originally flippy he's got this like he's got a ledger basically right. it's a, it's like a, an actual like ledger book and he's going through and he's rattling off the birthdays of all of the people that uh, this guy has put up for adoption. And he's rattling them off, and Cragen's just like, wait a second. Read back, like, that June 2nd, 1989. Yeah. And he's like, give me that fucking book. (laughs) And then he's like, oh, my God. Like, Stephen Talmadge. And then he silently leaves the room. And then he just, like, quickly leaves. And then... Cut to the next scene. Craig yeah, is just like, eating no, no, no. dinner. No cut to. Wait, wait, wait. No cut to. Because he just says Stephen Talmadge silently leaves. And then Munch and Finn look at each other like, what the fuck was that? Cut to. Cut to. It's a sweeping crane shot moving into. It's Craig and sitting there eating <laughs> dinner. Like, like mowing down on some A like, romantic spaghetti. dinner. And it's like just him and Munch. And like Munch has got like a on glass a date, of, just on a nice little date. Glass of glass of wine. He's not eating anything. Cragen is just just chowing down on yeah, whatever the it. fuck that is. And he's Cragen is is explaining. He's like, oh, it was a case they didn't work that the mom died. The kid went missing. The mom didn't die. She was murdered. Right. Like, well, she's still right, she's dead. Yeah, yeah, but it's like she she died quickly and without warning <laughs> and without consent. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so she died and the kid just is missing. Yes. Um, but here's the thing. I don't understand. Like, just because the kid has the same birthday. Yep. Doesn't. Yep. Right. Like, doesn't mean he's like, oh, this is the first break in the case we've caught in like 12 years. It's like, and, and it was, it was his partner, Mark something or other, um, Max Grievey. Uh, who was like d- obsessed with this case until he was killed in the line, um, and then the case just like went cold. Yeah, which is a arrest- so it seems to be you- more about Grievy than it is about anything else. Yes, and you pointed this out actually before we started recording that like this is is such a meta episode because it it makes reference to original recipe, and it also makes Craigan makes reference to the fact that he used to be the commanding officer over. At the, at the 27, seven, which is the yeah. precinct that is uh, original recipe, Law and Order. So it's a nice. Right. It gives a nice little bridge there between. It's like a little knot. And Grevy was a was on original recipe. Yes, right? yes, he was one of the detectives. Sure. Uh, yep. So, okay. So then Cragen does something really nuts and goes over to. Grandma, well, he, he asks Munch. Basically, he's like, "I want to, I want to get back in the game. I want to investigate this. I need That's your help." True. And Munch is like, "All right, fine, fuck it, <laughs> fuck it." Yeah. Um. And so, yeah. So he goes over to Grandma and Grandpa Talmadge's house, and says, and they immediately like, "There's a break in the case." Like they haven't seen this guy in fucking eight years, nine years. Yeah. And at they, like, at imme- dinner, he. Uh, it was it was the sloppy exposition machine where it's like here's here was the case and uh, Cragen is telling Munch it's like every year on the anniversary of or on the kid's birthday rather 
um, the grandparents call Craig in to ask for if there's any updates on the case. He's like, they stopped calling three years ago. So he decided right. he's just going to show up to their house to give him an update. Like, hey, there's a kid <laughs> who, has, dubs. who has the same birthday as your grandson. And that's not really a lead. But let me give you some hope. Yeah, which is like bad. And what it goes from bad to worse when they take him up to Steven's room. And it's like filled with birthday and Christmas presents that they bought for him for like when he comes back. And I'm like, whoa, you need to just you need to give up. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, that's a little heartbreaking. Also, did you did you notice that like Cragen and the granddad could have been like brothers? I wrote Herbert is Cragen's stunt double. (laughs) He's the stand in. He's Craig yeah, stand-in. yeah, yeah, stand-in. Cause, yeah, because yeah, because Craig's not doing anything. But stunts. yes, the dude, the dude, what played Herbert uh, Talmadge, who his name is John Seitz, and he looks just exactly like Craigan, and has like he's been in some stuff too. He's, he was in the Hudsucker Proxy, but like not re- like he doesn't have the same kind of career as you know. He's he's in a couple of good things. He's in. Um, the Equalizer. Everyone was fucking on the Equalizer. He was on uh, Law, the original recipe. Uh, J- he was in JFK, but like, oh, okay. looks just like Kragen. Yeah, I was just like, holy shit! Like fucking twin brother answering the door here. Um, so yeah, so we get like we the stakes are I now. I thought that I may have been crazy because you know no me. no 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 not at all not at all. I wrote that down as well. Um, so now the the stakes of the episode have been raised because like you know this time it's personal. So yeah, but, but this time it's personal. Well, because we because when Kraken goes up there and he looks around and he sees how you know these these grandparents have been holding on hope and fucking buy the kids or buy the kid Ugh. all this this stuff. So it's like, Ugh. all right, now now we now we know. Like, all right, this is personal for Kraken. You see the look on his face where he's like, I have to solve this. I see. To me, like part of that, a little portion of that was uh, was also like i have made a huge mistake by coming here no i didn't uh, that comes later (laughs) that comes fucking later yeah yeah so okay spoiler alert for the listeners this one doesn't have a happy ending so then they meet back up with mark sanford and he's got a different lawyer i don't know why he has a different lawyer but this lawyer has a ton of lawyers yeah, so this this lawyer that he has now, I think is the lawyer is the guy that is a judge in Original Recipe. Oh yeah, yeah. Which is why I was like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> He's got a mustache. He's got a sweet mustache. He has a super oh, sweet mustache. And and so they uh, they're basically like, you don't have anything. Do your worst. And Cragen loses his mind. Yeah. So Cabot's trying to be like, all right, well we've got you on this and. And then Gregan's it literally like <laughs> Cabot has said one sentence where it's just like, all right, well, you know, we've got you on kidnapping. And then Gregan's like, where's Talmadge? And they're like, huh? I'll fucking kill you. And it's like, well, I'm going to fucking, I'm going to put your, I'm going to bury you under the prison. And like, just like walks out of the room and Cabot's like, okay, well, short meeting. Um, We'll be in touch. Yeah. Your pe- uh, my people call your people, but got to go. And so, uh, Craig is like, you were taking out. too long. She's like, I, yeah, I, we <laughs> just sat down. Like, 
That's the best part. Craig was like, you weren't getting anywhere. I did it myself. <laughs> he just like completely just blames the shit out of Kevin for the fact that he went completely rogue. And it was just like, I did, I did, you know, your, your way wasn't getting it done. She was like, I literally, like, I had said one sentence can I, in that Can room. I live? Can I fucking live? Like, you fucked this all up, dude. Uh, yep, and that's like, that's that's our commercial, is Craig and, like, loses his fucking mind. So, okay. we uh, Now things get kind of really weird. So, uh, alright. They go, and t- when we come back from commercial, they talk to... Oh, so Who now do they talk to? No, we're getting it goes back to the the squad room, I think, where now they're running down what exactly uh Sanford and Son was doing. <laughs> Sanford and Sons definitely should be the name of his adoption agency. <laughs> it fucking should be, right? Um no, I think they're they're tra- they're doing it around the horn being like, "All right, well, let's let's get something on this guy. Let's connect him to Talmadge, whatever like that." And they're like, "Well, he's got adoption papers. He's like actually legit for everyone except for this Talmadge kid and Emma, but we can't necessarily pin prove. either of yeah, those we, on him." Yeah. Yeah, because it's like, you know, he didn't know that Emma was stolen in Talmadge. We don't have anything on that. But then, like, Benson has, like, on that chalkboard, has, like, drawn a diagram of what exactly Oh, the diagram's amazing. Where it's, like, it's, like, Sanford and Son, and then, like, three, three branches, and it's just, like, family one, family, it's, like, finder's fee, adoption fee, something like that, and then, like, so, suckers yeah. so, on the right-hand side of this diagram. So what they have figured out Sanford and Sons is doing is... He is promising the same baby to three different families, charging a finder's fee, and then telling two of those families, uh, generally at uh, like arbitrarily, um, that the adoptive that person changed the, their mind, pulled out, but he still keeps the fee. So like they can pin him on that because that's like super fucked up. Because then they comment or uh, who uh, yeah, Craig and comments is like, why didn't any of these people who got screwed like report him? And then Finn's like, well, these people are desperate trying to get a baby. They don't want to rat on this guy because then no other like adoption agencies will work with them and they won't. That get doesn't kid. make any sense. It why are it baby really brokers doesn't. like the mafia? Um, I th- I mean I th- I don't know. I think the. Th- <laughs> it's, I think just okay. the, generally the thought is that you know no one's gonna want to deal with you if they think they're gonna be if you're if you're gonna sue them yeah like they'll just not take the risk and go with uh, someone that I don't know you can't get sued if you don't take on a client I guess uh, I don't know I, I'm with you because yeah. it seems like if it's like well if I go after a guy who is clearly running a scam and is doing yeah, something illegal I don't think any other legitimate adoption agency is gonna be like well he right? took down that that scam artist. We can't touch him unless the presumption is all of these adoption agencies are just scams. Are running the same scam, right. Yeah, it's all the well, same scam. Uh, you just got to hope one of those times you get to be like the, the family that keeps the, the baby. baby. So, okay. One to three odds. Then they find – then they 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 contact uh, – so, so Max Grevy said that um, there was like a roommate – Teresa Talmadge had a roommate uh, who 
was in England at the time of her murder, but no one ever talked to her. Or like he said that he was going to talk to her, but there's no report of it. So Craigan's like, well, then it didn't happen. So and let's so, go talk to her. Yeah. So they go talk to her and she's the worst fucking actor. She plays um, it pretty flat. Yeah. She's a little flat and she's like, uh, she's like, Teresa had a boyfriend. The boyfriend's name was Rob. <laughs> It's kind of like her performance is kind of like if you gave um, if you gave a robot sleeping pills. Yeah. <laughs> it's Watson. It's Watson's <laughs> first performance. <laughs> I won Jeopardy and now I'm on Law and Order. <laughs> I also traveled back in time since Watson was not invented till years later. Yeah. That's how they get you. It's true. Um, basically, the the gist of the conversation is she got knocked up by some dude. Um, she never told the dude, or no, she wrote a letter to the dude informing him that she was knocked up and it's his and never heard anything back from the guy. And the dude's name was Rob. Yes. Very important. And then she got murdered. Fucking Robs. So they're like, all right, let's go fucking talk to Robs. So his name's Robert Cook, um, which is like an interesting thing to remember 12 years later, but whatever. Maybe I don't know. I think if like if you if your roommate, even if you weren't all, because she even says like we weren't like super close, but we were like friends, and you know because we were roommates, but like not super tight. So like I don't know. I think if if your old one of your old roommates got murdered, you would probably remember a lot. Yeah, the them. murder thing probably is, probably is a helps you cement some of those memories. I don't know. So yeah. so they approach. So this is where like. Some of the the methods that the police use become just like outright draconian, where it's like, yep, it's it's like fuck. This is like real dragnet shit, where they literally like the guy is there and he's like having a catch with his two sons on his front lawn, like oh, minding God. his own fucking business, I and he just walks up. He's like, this. he's like, are you are you cook? And one of the sons, by the way, is the right ish age. Is he looks about twelve? Yes. No. Did he? Yes. No, one of the two sons. I, looks, I thought. Looks I'm sorry. I thought they 12. looked. I thought they looked much younger than that. Oh yeah. So he's, I just well, was, he is twelve. So was, fuck you. I thought it was fantastic. Um, <laughs> one of them looks like Damien. Uh, so he. So yeah. So they they go up yeah, to so him. Craig and are are, are just you like, Robert? Is that, is that your son? And he's like, can I help you? They're like, we're what? the police. You have to come with us. Bring the kids. Yeah, essentially, it's like they're just like, did you, did you used to bang this woman? He's like, yeah, a while ago, and then she got murdered. <laughs> Kids, why don't you play catch by yourselves for a minute? It's like, yeah, you knocked her up, and she had a kid. Is that your son? Did you adopt your your son from your dead ex girlfriend's? Jealous? Get the fuck in the car. You're coming downtown. He's like, um, huh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what he, the fuck he's is very, happening? Very confused at what's going on. That's what and he, he also, should be. He also mentions that the he has the birth certificate for his older son, but the wife has it, um, and they have just recently divorced. Yes. So they're like, all right, tell her to come down to the station. You're coming down to the station. Everyone's Get coming her down to the ass in here, station. too. So the next scene is him just in an interview room, and he's being like very open and honest, being like, I had no idea. Like, no one told me. No that. one ever told me Teresa was pregnant. I never got a letter. Blah, 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 blah. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Yeah, and... Uh, he's so the then, kill- I assume he's the killer. I turned it off. Cragen starts like running down the theory that, like, did you, did you kill your ex-girlfriend so you could then adopt your own son? And I'm like, why would you do that? Why would you yeah. just be like, this is my biological son? 
give me my why, son. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? Uh, and, and the guy, I did really follow that thread where I was like, who would do that? Who would not just be like, oh, that's my son. Basically, you know, what happens at the end of this episode, which is like, that's my son. I didn't know that was my son. Give me my son. <laughs> Give me back my son. Give me back my son. Um, right? Like, so this, you're not, this whole you're not, line not right. of questioning is, it's fucking nonsense. It doesn't make any yeah. sense. It's the, the thing does not hold much water for sure. So he's like, so Craig is like, all right, well, we're going to need DNA from you and all of your kids and your wife. And he's like, cool, I guess. Yeah, it's like, what? So the next scene is them at the lab, and the the ex wife is there, and she's like, I fucking, I hate you so goddamn much. Yeah, she's very, very non cooperative. But you know, at the same, she because she's super pissed. She's like, I I can't believe I have to like prove that my son is my son. Like this is so ludicrous. Why did you? It is ludicrous. It's like why did you bang someone else when we were in college? It's such a weird plan, though. And she was the the. The dad was just like, I. This was before we were like dating, and like, I, you know, we were on a break. Yeah, I mean, so like she's all indignant. I'm like, well, kind of rightfully so. He's yeah, I can just see like, why she's mad at like at him, the husband. But I, like, what? I don't know. I don't know. It's so, just it's really it's the whole thing is just weird because. They don't ever have any evidence for anything. Yeah. yeah. But also, like, they can clear up, really easily can clear up this thing by just, like, swabbing everyone's mouth, making sure that everyone is no, who I they mean, say I, they are. I, I get that, and I agree with you that, like, that is the quickest way to solve this is just, like, to prove that everyone is who they say that they are. But at the same time, it's like, Munch in fucking Kragen... Bring this guy. I mean, it's one thing to like bring him in for questioning, but it's another where it's just like you have to come with us because we're gonna charge you with, or not charge you, but we're gonna suggest and accuse you of murdering your wife to get the son that you didn't know that you had. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's you're that's you're not wrong. Like, right? Like, why? Why? If I was that guy, I'd be like, well, that's really a shame, but you can fuck on off out of here. That yeah, that is a dumb. That is a dumb thing to think. That's a dumb plan. It's a bad plan. Shut you up. plan things yeah. bad. <laughs> Your plan is bad and you should feel bad. <laughs> so, um, so, also, it's just like, so So they're claiming that it's just like an extreme coincidence that he has a son that is happens to be the age of the kid who went missing. And he clears that up where he was just like, you know, I was, I was, I was fucking these two girls and the one said that she was pregnant and then I married her and then we had two kids. And the other yeah. one, apparently, I had also knocked up and didn't Because I don't know how contraception works. Because I apparently, I'm just super fucking <laughs> fertile. Yeah, I, I'm I fertile as fuck. Yeah. So, I don't know. This, it, and it gets worse. Like, this isn't the worst thing. No. But it's just like, so, nothing, okay. no, nothing so good she, is happening here. She wants to see her attorney before she swabs her mouth first of all they swab the kid's mouth and he looks like he's gonna grow up to be a serial killer i didn't get that vibe but i could he looks like damien it's fine don't I'll, worry about it i'll i'll defer <laughs> i'll <you>. allow it 
Um, and so then she's like, I want to see an attorney. And Craig is like, that's your right. But the attorney is just going to say, do it because because we're we going to arrest you. Yeah. And so she like swabs her mouth and then everyone's like, fuck. Her name's Linda, by the way. Linda sucks. Uh, and everyone's like, fuck. They are the parents. Well, back to the drawing board, I guess. Whoop, whoop, whoop. And so when they're searching, then sorry, the next lead comes right away when they're searching uh, the Mark Sanford's like records, file they, records or whatever, yeah, and they, and they stumble find across the the adoption the, papers from Stephen Talmadge. So like, there's no crime here to begin with. Well, it's unless the, it's the, the paper is a forgery, it's just the mother's signature though. It's not the father's. That's true. Well. That's true. That's true. So they go to. Um, they go back to the grandparents' house of Talmadge, and they're like, "Well, these are this is the paperwork," and they're like, "No, that's not possible. Like, she would never have like done that, essentially." And Craigan's like, "Well, here's the fucking paperwork. What do you want from me?" And they look at it it's like, "Well, that's not her signature." And the dad, oh like, shit, the granddad's like, "Hey, do you still have her passport?" And she's like, "I think so." Goes into the other room, comes back with it in five Two seconds. seconds later. It's yeah. just in the top drawer of like a, an armoire of your well, daughter. Clearly, that's been dead they're for like twelve years. Clearly, they're, like, singing songs to the passport every night because they miss the daughter and, like, buying it presents on its birthday. <laughs> they got it renewed. <laughs> just just in case Ter- Teresa comes back from the dead and wants to go to Rio. <laughs> so, they look at the signature of the passport and they're like, it's not the same. It's completely different. We don't see that it's completely different. They just well, say they that just, it's completely they just different. It's completely different. So now we go That's back fine. to we go back to the jail. We go to Sanford and Son and Kraken's got that like that bloodthirsty look in his eye where he's like, here's the forgery that proves it's a forgery. Where did Talbage go and I, or I will make sure you you don't get prison fucked. And the guy's like, um, I keep calling her Teresa. Her name's Jennifer. I apologize. Yeah, I was going to say like... I Corrections have, department. I have, Jennifer Talmadge. I was like, I have Jennifer written down in my notes, but you, you you were real confident with Teresa, so I was like, I must have this completely wrong. In my head, it's Teresa. I don't know why. It's, you've got you've got name blindness. You've got face blindness. Listen. <laughs> Teresa, it's been a, Jennifer. It's been, it's been a day. It all looks the same to me. Um, no, so Craven, Craven goes in there like fiery being like you gotta which family has talmage give me give me give it to me give me fucking talmage and we won't <laughs> give me yeah so the guy's like all right fine here's here's fucking the talmage kids address go 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 fuck on off out of here <laughs> so they also yeah but so so they cut him a deal that includes no jail time which i'm all like he what has... the f- oh i know yeah no jail time, but it's like you have to make restitution with all the people you fucked over for the past 12 years that's, yeah that's a that's a lot of money that's thirty thousand dollars a pop yeah per family um so, and they have to and and so that's gonna be okay. a real oj simpson type situation where it's like you're yeah. gonna be he's gonna have to her. steal back his heisman trophy <laughs> he's gonna steal back all the babies and sell them uh, again so okay so she so oh god Sanford sends them to uh, the Blakes, the Blakes house, which is like weird because like why would you remember that from twelve years ago? But see, fine. I wrote that down too. It's like uh, why look at his ledger, look at how many babies he has brokered in that period of time, and how many more people he scammed. How the fuck does he remember that? Yeah, exactly. 
Just comment. So, like, I mean, fine. Yeah. It's possible. No, I like, agree. It's so so they enter the thing and they're like three kids that think that they're in like a Pizza Hut commercial or a Sunny Delight <laughs> commercial where they're like in their little league uniforms and he's like. Tyler, you're the cops are here because you play second base like a cr- like it's a crime because you committed an abortion. <laughs> <laughs> well, like first they knock, like Kraken and Munch knock on the door. And they're like, we don't want any, and they like flash their badges. And the guy's like, oh, Tyler, it's the cops. Like, fuck. And the mob comes I down. She's she's like sends them all outside. Then, uh, yeah, I don't understand yeah. how these kids have no no gosh darn respect. No, I I don't know. They're New Yorkers. Who fucking knows? Um, um and and so okay, so so Craig is basically just like, can I come in and sit in your kitchen and destroy your life? <laughs> and the and the kid is just like, like on the listening other side around the, the corner. Yeah, so it's like, so Craig, like, it, we don't even get Craig and, like, breaking it all down. We just get, like, the after reaction where, like, the, the mom sits down and she's, like, kidnapped. And Craig's just like, yeah, so basically, um, I'm taking your fucking kid. <laughs> He's got two other families, P.S. Um, I'm going to take your fucking kid and ruin your life. And uh, you're allowed to come with me down to the station, though. And the kid's like, I don't, don't want to go because this is my family and this is hot bullshit. And Craig's like... Listen, sometimes cops are, are shitty. <laughs> <laughs> Write your congressman. Uh, I don't know what, what you want me to do about it. Yeah, and so that's our commercial. And, uh, and okay, so there I have another... so many frowny faces in this one, but not for, like, the normal frowny faces reasons. Uh, yeah, exactly. And so so I have another, I have another comment about commercials. Oh, God. So. All right. This one, this one's good. I promise. So, I had did a commercial you have a lot of for, commercials for Fifty Shades Darker. By the way, I did have some commercials for Fifty Shades Darker. I also had a this 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 break had a commercial for Morena, which is a birth control yeah thing. And so, but the it's the situation that is in this episode, which is like a mom in a grocery store with her kids, and she's like, "Do you wish that you had less kids? <laughs> Go to the get country. a Morena." Go to the grocery store. Maybe someone will take one off your hands. Right. I was like, oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> they coordinated the, specifically for this episode. Yeah. I, well, like, especially because I had the Taken commercial get, earlier. It's like, do you have too many kids? Use Morena. It'll kill one of your existing children. Yeah. To one of them will just get murdered. It's the attrition rate of your children. One dies and you just won't replace it. Uh, yeah, do you so have one dies many, of the, ty- the typhoid. Do you have too many kids? Here's a 45 caliber machine gun. Just oh, shoot Jesus. one of them. Dark. Dark, 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 dark. Um, I just want to hop back and say two things about the Blakes. Thing one, why is every 12-year-old boy obsessed with Little League? With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I don't know. I think it was a fairly common sport. Yeah, for but kids like, to play. so it's th- three I played, in the Blakes. I played Little League. 
I did too. But it's three at the Blakes and two other, and the other two at uh, Robert Cook's. Like they're like they think every twelve year old boy all they do is Little League. Well, they could have done soccer too, but no. But here's the thing: Little League, <laughs> it's easier because like it's easier to like for the scene with Cook to have a catch with two of his sons, and it's easier to have kids kind of horsing around like they were throwing around a ball in the house or something like that so that's easier you couldn't really have a football you couldn't have a soccer ball inside so true 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 you gotta have the kids definitely can't have a baseball inside well i mean you can you can be like throwing it around break a break a lamp or something well i mean i don't know i don't know it's because baseball's a thing. Baseball's a thing that fucking kids play. That's that's the answer. <laughs> Cause shut the fuck up about it. Because that's the episode we're making of Eve. Also, I I want to so the the woman that plays oh god some someone Blake right the, Mrs. The, Mrs. Mrs. Blake. Mrs Blake right um so so there's Mother this Blake really funny thing where Aaron Aaron Blake so uh. So there's this funny moment where Cragen comes in and is asking these questions about Steven or about Tyler, who who is actually Steven. And the mother is like, wait, why are you asking so many questions? And then there's like a like a they hold on her face for an extra three seconds before cutting. Yeah, for no it's like, reason. It's weird. No, so it's like, why are you asking so many questions? Two, three, four. Yeah, it's there was some interesting directorial choices yeah uh, that that this. was the only one that that felt really off to me well it, I, yeah the other stuff didn't feel off like you like you commented that there was like a good like camera sweep whenever we meet Sanford and some for the first time oh yeah 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 I forgot about that so so when they're when when Cragen and um and Cabot are talking to Mark Sanford there's this like uh they like put the briefcase down so the camera goes from um, Cabot to the briefcase to Sanford back to the briefcase back to Cabot and that is just like a shot in um, in Glorious Bastards where they are uh, where the bastards are interrogating the German soldier who gives up the locations of the of the German outpost it's like a really small scene but it's like a it's a, a funny thing where it's like on Brad Pitt then it's on the map then it's on the German then it's on the map then it's back on Brad Pitt it's like a, it's a cutesy little camera move it's been mm. a really long time since I saw Inglorious Bastards, so I don't remember. I actually it. just saw it like like last two Fridays ago, so that's oh, why. Oh, well, there I... you go. No. Um. But by, by the by, this dude, uh, Tyler slash Steven, is played by uh, an actor named Ian Cronin, and he has been in exactly two things: this episode of Law and Order Special Victims Unit, and a short film that is in post production that he also wrote. Oh, good for him. Yeah. So I I'm guess I'm guessing he's like getting back in the game. It's in post production. It says 2016 on the IMDb, but I'm assuming it's going to come out any day now. Oh, well good for him. Good for him. Keep up the work, Ian Cronin. If you're a listener, come <clears throat> yeah. on on the show. Um Yeah, so yeah, so basically it's like, "Are right, we going to bring you all down to the station so I so I can systematically dismantle your life?" Said yeah, Craig. so <laughs> We come back from commercial and and um, what's his nuts? Robert Cook is like, well, if I have a son, I should I should be his dad, right? I should get custody. And I like I'm screaming at the television, like, you're not his father, you fuck. Like the, you you have nothing to do with this. No, and- see, but here's the thing, like he b- before he says that he's just like 
no one like he is generally like no one fucking told me like had yes, i known which i would i am sympathetic to like i would have fucking like i'm his dad like i would have fucking raised him because he is my fucking son like this is horseshit like no one fucking told me about this and the baby was fucking like taken from me like this is not meanwhile the kid is in there playing chess with munch and he looks like he's having fun i'm like, like no one savant. has fun no one has fun playing chess with munch munch is a miserable prick we love him because he's our miserable prick but no one likes munch no one i 100 agree with you but this kid seems to be like he's either like a sociopath because he's like laughing at shit that munch is saying or that kid is going to be like a stone cold serial fucking killer so we yep. should be concerned for that. Um, and so what, devo- what What happens is, as you might imagine, a custody battle. So because the, the custody of the child is in question, that he has to be put in a home. He cannot stay with the Blakes, which like is the first fucked up thing. Well, it's also the uh, the grandparents show up and they're like, "We want to see yeah. the, the kid." And Craig we, is like, we want, uh, "They say we want to see Stephen." And I'm like, "Call him by his fucking name, you dicks." Well, his name was Stephen. I know, but like, the child was named. They changed it. But like it's, it's it's but it's his name is his Tyler, name is yes, Tyler I now. I agree. And it's like gonna scar the kid. I agree. This is all fucked up. But anyway, so they show up. They're like, "What? You can't tell us that like you you found." You found Steven, and then now we can't see him, and, and we what, might not even get him. And they're just like, fuck you, Kraken. Like, you asshole. Why did you do this to us? And then yeah. the Blakes are like, fuck you, Kraken. Why the fuck did you do this to us? And the kid's like, hey, fuck you, Kraken. Why did you do this to us? <laughs> Jesus Christ, Kraken. What the, the fuck is wrong with you? The only person that seems to be like, okay with this is, like, is Cook, where he's just like, hey, I have a new son. And yeah. everyone's like, fuck Cook you, Cook. Like, why did so you do happy. this to us? And, like, and, and so it seems as though the grandparents also want to have custody for, have custody well, every he, everyone and here's is, the thing oh, that, that pissed me off the most about this was like the grandparents are like we want custody of the kid and craigan's like well um you're you're at the very least you're going to be third line because a he has a biological parent that will that the kid should definitely go to. get yeah. if they decide that the kid shouldn't go to the biological parent it should go to the adoptive parents and then who have been his parents for 12 years yes PS. and then uh and then you are third in line and they get like super pissed but like no not the not the biological father fuck that guy give us the kid it's like fuck you guys like you have no yeah. right to the kid you fuck don't everybody you except don't. for the blakes the blakes are great no i this i mean it's like the, fuck the grandparents like it's just like no, no no the blakes the blakes no i'm saying fuck the grandparents because oh. they don't have any claim to the kid right they don't. Like, the other two I people agree. legitimately do. It sucks. I understand, like, the grandparents would want to see their grandkid. Sympathetic. But, you know, fuck them. Um, so then we have to have this, like, scene where Kraken's like, all right, kid, you don't have a, a father figure, even though you have two to three um, that, are, <laughs> that are lobbying for the job. So let me take you outside and tell you what's going on. He's like, I hate my fucking job right now because uh, I have just destroyed everyone's life. Um, Whoops. And I'm real sorry about that. But uh, he just gives it the line where it's like, I was just doing my job. It's like, oh, this sounds like a Nazis at Nuremberg argument where it's like, I was just following orders when I came down to rip you away from your fucking family. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, yeah, so, and the kid seems like 
generally kind of like understanding or yeah, the something. The kid seems like kind of cool with it, which I'd be like, yeah. that's all right. All right, kid. But he also he also like definitely does not want to go with anybody but the Blakes and is like, the Blakes love me. They're my parents. Fuck your face. Um, and, and Craig so, is like, I've got a surprise for you. Do you want to meet your creepy grandparents? He's like, I mean, I mean, no, no, but it's kind of sounds like that's exactly what's going to happen here. So you might as well just <laughs> let's get it over with. Yeah. And he was like, I don't have to like hug him or anything. Do I? And Craig is like, just do what you think feels right. Just do whatever you want to do. Yeah. So and it goes in. They're like, hi. they're like, hi, Stephen. He's like, my name is Tyler. <laughs> you go fuck yourself. So they, Cabot then comes to to Cragen and is like, I'm doing you a favor. The kid needs a law guardian, and I have volunteered to be that law guardian. And well, I don't know what thing, that like, means. It's, it's that that scene though. Here's the like the scene. Like it goes. It's Cragen, and he's just like sitting at his desk, like hunched over. And it's like the the shot. I'm like, oh my god! I think Cragen fell off the wagon because like yeah. just the look on his face and the way he's leaning over and the way the shot is framed. I thought it was gonna like pan out, and you're just gonna see him drinking, and then someone's gonna come in being like, you know, if if there was ever a reason to fall off the wagon, Wagon. This is pretty much now, the reason. This is it. We'll give you a pass on this one. So go ahead and get blindingly drunk tonight. We'll get you to a meeting tomorrow morning. Like, we'll just give you tonight. But Cabin comes in. And, yeah, and she's just like, um, you know, this kid's got to go through child or like family court to figure out yeah, custody CPS and everything like that. Whatever. I'll fucking, I'll represent him. So I'll, I'll fight for his interests. So if you want wherever the fuck he wants to go. I'll argue for that. Also, they like the court has deemed it that he is legally old enough to decide where he for, wants to go. Yeah. Which I'm like, how not not work? not exclusively, but he's legally allowed to, I guess, weigh in. Yeah, as to who who we prefers to live with. Which, given how this episode turns out. Apparently, right. that is just... A, a, <laughs> Wasn't just, worth the paper it was printed on. Just patently false. Um, so, what ensues is, for the oh, next God. 15 to 20 minutes, it's just like a court battle of, like, who loved the kid... Who loves the kid the most? Yeah. And it's just fucking heartbreaking, because every time it's just like... We're talking to the, the, the Blakes, and they're like, oh, you know, he's been our son for 12 years, and we love him, whatever like that. And then, it, like, Cabot comes up. She's like, well, let me ask you a question. If you had Tyler, and then someone took him away from you, and you never got to see him again, wouldn't that suck? They're like, yes. And then, like, the dad gets on the stand, and it's like, oh, I didn't know I had a son. Of course I would love and provide and care for him and everything like that. And then the fucking, the, the Blake's lawyer gets up. It's like, let me ask you a question. If you had a son and it was taken away from you, yeah. wouldn't that suck? And he's like, yeah, it would. And then the fucking grandparents get up there. And it's the same goddamn, it's, it's the same fucking thing that happens each time where it's just like, this is going to suck for everyone. Let's all just agree on that. Yeah. And so, uh. And then, and then weirdly, they have Huang in the episode, and he's like, uh, "Tyler's a good kid, uh, I guess. Uh, paycheck, please." Yeah, Wong's like, "Money, yeah. please." <laughs> Wong basically shows up to be like, "Yeah, the kid's in a happy home. He's great. If you rip him out of this home, he's gonna turn into a psychopath." Yeah. Uh, line is that you, it? There's, the end. Can I get Can I get my paycheck in cash, or do how does this? 
I'm not paid by the line, right? It's it's a flat rate. Uh, and uh, and then they talk to um, they talk to the Blakes, and they're like, "We had a hundred people at Tyler's first birthday party," which is like that's a that's excessive. Yeah, it's like yeah. I'm. I know that you're psyched that you have a kid now, but like that's a lot. Yeah. One thing I also thought was shitty was like whenever the the dad is on the stand. The biological dad. Yeah, the biological dad is on the stand. Cabot, like, is sort of being shitty. She's like, oh, so you just went through, like, a really messy divorce. Like, what was that like? And he's like, tell us about your divorce. (laughs) Tell us about your failed marriage and why you should have this child. And it's just like, that's that's real shitty. So, like, I I agree. I agree with Cabot. Not not to shame him about his divorce, but, but, like, I think that it is clear to me, completely clear to me, that the Blakes should have this kid. I mean, I. This is I think one that, that, like, genuinely. Cook is kind of a smug fuck. I agree that he is kind of smug, but. But, however. But, 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 but. I. I mean, this this is one where it's. It's it's tough no matter what. Because I agree. Like, oh, yes, of course like, it's the, tough, the, yeah. The Blakes have done nothing wrong. So there's no reason they should have the kid taken away from them. But at the same time, the biological dad did nothing wrong and gave zero consent to have this happen to him. So it never should have happened to begin with. And obviously you can't unring that bell. You can only make it right and give him back the opportunity to be this kid's father. Like, yeah, that's, that's the thing. That's is not like, fair to him either. I, but I think that, the, that, op, that ship has sailed. That's my thing. I mean, yes and no. People reconnect later in life with dads that have. Yeah, it's also cl- it's also whatever. clear that there should just be like visitation for a while first. Right. I mean, like, if they literally, if they just like had a scene where it's like this, like all of them sitting in a conference room, it's like, okay, here's the here's the arrangement that we have uh, arrived at. The the Blakes get the kid for two weekend, like during the week and two weekends. And then the dad gets him for one weekend, and then the grandparents get him for a weekend, and then you just and then we all become real chummy because of the kid, and we acknowledge the fact that this is a million times fucked up. Um, that way, it's a lot to to handle for the kid because he's got to juggle three families now. But great, let's just do that. Like I would be like on board, awesome, Dick Wolf. You can just leave the last yeah. fifteen minutes. Yeah, we're all happy. We're all happy. Uh, but that's not what happens. What happens is the judge is like, well, this is, ah, oh, fuck. All right. Well, you, you guys are all great people. I'm really sorry to do this to you. But the, the law says, like, it's the, the biological parent has got to be Ugh. the person that, that gets custody of the kid. Which is like, like, fuck that. No, I, I don't know. Okay, so if, if the person is deemed, if the piece of person is deemed fit, and like this guy is clearly like yeah, fit and a he good seems parent, fit and enough. like that, yeah, like, but but they are taking him out of a two parent household and putting him in a one parent household, which I think there should not saying that single parents are bad parents, but like two parents is better than one parent. I mean, yeah, but then you've also got the grandparents too, so you've potentially got three parents but the, as opposed but to two no but the grandparents have no relationship with robert cook because they didn't know who the father was until like two seconds ago so right, the grandparents robert, yes but robert cook also said when he was on the stand he's like i want the grandparents to be really involved in the kid's life because but that's bullshit because because the blakes could say that too 
Yeah, but they didn't. They did. You're right. Well, they didn't. For, they should for, have. For all we know, that the par- their parents are dead. They don't have any grand. The kids don't have any grandparents. No, the the, the the Blakes are the grandparents. No, the Blakes are the parents. I'm sorry. Yes, you're right. I I got confused about as what was as to yeah, what was happening. So I mean, so so you're two parent versus one parent. I was like, well, then you've got three parents now because the guy's like, well, I'm gonna involve the grandparents too. So you got three people. Three people. We could go around and round on this fucking argument. Yeah, like it's, it's because and that's it's, the that's the I think the point of the episode is that there's no no right answer. No, and but to to the the credit of the judge when she was like, all right, I'm making this ruling. Um, she's like, I I cannot urge, I cannot stress this enough, people. I really hope that you're not shitty and you let the kid like still let. The fucking blanks be the parents to the kid, and you like can have the kid, but like not have the kid. Right. Like, like that's you basically. just share you fucks. So yeah. while that is happening, there's a there's like a weird kind of B the the wrap up to the B story, which is um, Cragen discovers that when oh Jesus, um, Linda Cook. Formerly Linda Cook, now Linda, whatever her maiden name was, when she gave birth, she asked her, um, her like sweet mate or whatever, um, at the hospital, about- at the hospital about her adoption lawyer, and the sweet mate recommended Mark Sanford. Sanford, and, and like that's a that's a kind of a weird thing because like why would she be asking about an adoption lawyer? And so Cragen gets his sort of hackles up and calls Linda in to be interrogated. And he's like, okay, so this is what I think happened. I think uh, you weren't asking about your own kid because why would you? And she's like, well, I didn't know whether Mar- um, Rob was going to ask me to marry him, blah, 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 blah. He's like, I don't think that's it. I think that you you got the letter that Jennifer Talmadge sent. You didn't tell Rob about it. You went over to Jennifer's house. Something ha- something happened. We're not going to say what, but she wound up dead, and you had to figure out how to do something with the baby, which, like, I kind of buy all of that, except for why would she ask her sweet mate about the adoption before she yeah that doesn't so she either killed she either killed jennifer while she was pregnant or uh or um or was like hanging on to the baby in some way well i don't know hiding i I thought craigan i don't know i i I didn't know if craigan was actually accusing her or i thought he said something like oh you found her dead or something like that I think that he was accusing her because she then asks for her for lawyer. A lawyer. Well, I think because she committed fraud. <laughs> that also is a thing. I th- but I think I think that he, his whole thing was like he was going to find the murderer, and I think that that was what this was. Oh, I mean that makes. It, I mean it really was like we didn't need that though. It was we did we we only needed it in the in the in the sense that like he was consumed by this unsolved murder. And we finally got an answer to it. Yeah, but I does, guess. But at that point, like, it's been such a harrowing experience going I, through the, the custody battle where it's like, who gives a shit who murdered the, the mom? Honestly, it's like, it's tragic, yes, but I, I don't care at this point. Like, after seeing this episode, I was just like, oh, man. And, and I said this to you 
before we started recording, I just want to say it on the internet. Like, this episode is is interesting because, like, this episode makes you want to kill yourself, but not but because there's like too many good too people, many good people, yeah. As opposed to normally where it's like there's too many shitty people, and you're like the world is a bleak and, and horrible place, and this is just like the world is bleak and horrible because not everyone gets to win in this scenario. <laughs> gets to have this poor kid. So it's just like. You know, and I said, and, and you'll you'll fight me on this one, I know, but it's like there's there's in every episode of SVU we have reviewed, there's like zero joy. It's just like humanity yeah, yeah, is awful. Yeah. This one, and and we have the thing end... of like everyone, uh, everyone other than our cops are just like super pieces of shit. Yeah, this one at least there's some joy in it. It's like hey, a family's being while ripped apart also reunited i like to think like in one of those like let the viewer decide that like they all found like a nice visiting arrangement and right and so that's what they that's what they sort of lead lead the audience to so so the judge rules in favor of robert cook which is like fuck because the kid is really unhappy and um and then uh and then outside the courtroom sort of everyone so the the blakes say the uh, the first thing that they say to steven slash tyler hey steven tyler the first thing they say to steven slash tyler as as he runs to sort of embrace them and say no i don't want to go is like we'll see you when you come to pick up your stuff which is like oh that's brutal but um they outside the courthouse craigan and uh and cabot right are walking by Mm -hmm. And they see everyone talking. And he even says, like, you know, they're talking. That's a start. So hopefully, hopefully, I think you're right. Hopefully they lead you to think that, like, there is some sort of arrangement that doesn't There's a happily ever after. That's genuinely a happily ever after. Where it's like. He's got to switch Little League teams now. Like, that's not fair. He's going to change schools and everything like that. I don't know. It's just, it was one of those things where, like, everything is so joyless. Except this is the one episode where it's like, oh, there's an abundance of good people. And. And they're all talking, and this kid's gonna make it. He's gonna make it if if I tell you. Like it's so I don't know. It's it was just it was devastating, but also like kind of like minorly uplifting at the end too. Like it gives you hope. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. But the kid also like locks eyes with Kragen and like mean mugs the fuck out of him. Well, like you did this to me, you piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And that's our Dick Wolf. Uh, Cragen says, hey, they're talking. It's a start. Dick Wolf. So you you decide. How does this kid turn out? Does he, uh, does he fucking get to see everyone he, that, that wants to see him? Or does, does yeah. the dad not? I don't know. I don't know either. Uh, probably not. Everything's the worst. But that is our Dick Wolf. Um, there is no real trivia corner for this episode other than uh, they make reference to Max Grevy who was an original recipe person. Um, yep, pretty good. I think a pretty good episode, especially in terms of something that we haven't seen before. Even the like uh, pacing was something that we hadn't seen before uh, because we have like a lot of really big law, like, oh my God, there's like a baby stealing ring and all this and all that in the beginning. And then it is a... Um, it was very order heavy. A lot, oh, very order heavy, and it is just as tense without any sort of like guns, you know, or or, or chase scenes, or like any like. I know there was a crime, but like no real crime. 
in 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 the way of like seriousness crime in the latter half of the episode when it's just like the custody battle yeah it's like kramer versus kramer yeah yeah which is great i love kramer versus kramer and so this yeah. is like their take on that which is pretty cool yeah so it was i mean i i don't know uh i this is a middle third for me um I was okay. It, 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 it didn't really. I, I it think didn't you're right. Me as much. I think it was. It was interesting. Again, it always they always find a way to kind of like challenge your thinking. Because even I mean, you and I, we we although the last couple of weeks we've we've gone we've butted heads on gone head to head to head. Yeah, we've gone head to head. Um, and even on this episode, where it's like, ah, eh, I don't know. Like I understand your argument where you're coming from, but I also understand the argument for why the biological dad should also have the custody of the kid. So like, again, it. It always challenges, as you know. That's why you know the show has been on the air forever, and it's so good. Um, right. Because it this one, I, I do like. I do like the sort of uh, that. This is not your typical structured Law and Order episode. Like that's that's how I, that's part of the selling point to me because it kept me on my toes. Yeah, very different. Um, but you know, done done very well. I thought everything was pretty well acted, uh, minus the the one roommate that was the the robot on sleeping pills. Right. Um, and yeah. Mrs. Blake was not in her first scene. Was not great, but but she was uh, okay. Mean, not a prime performance, but you know, it was fine. It was serviceable. I thought. No, no real complaints this week from me. Yeah, I I, I yeah. agree. Um, so that is our episode. If you agree with us or disagree with us. Um, you know, know, go fuck yourself. I don't, yeah, I don't want to hear it. Uh, or you can let us know at SVU Podcast on Twitter. Um, you can also send us an email for anything that's going to be longer than what can fit into a tweet, uh, at specialviewingunit at gmail.com. Uh, and also rate and review us on iTunes. It does help people, uh, find the show. Like I said earlier in the episode, we were on the, uh, the, film and television yeah yeah uh give us a thing so uh, give us a, a rating yeah, you know us, five stars would be nice sure not well, required we, we would always appreciate a five-star review or just yeah you know, your general thoughts and whatever you you think um yeah. but it does help people find it like i said we're on the the charts now so you know you can help other people yeah we're on the just, charts we're on the charts um, and to and tune in next week uh when we view and review Law and Order, Season 3, Episode 4, entitled Rooftop. Uh, an HIV-positive man with a habit of carrying out sexual trysts with teenage girls on the roofs of buildings is caught by the detectives who are determined to put him back in prison. But when people... Oh, sorry. But when a series of rapes and murders throughout Harlem cannot be traced to the man and begin to affect Finn personally, they wonder if they have been wrong about their prime suspect the the grammar of this synopsis is not very good this is a great um, fucking episode i remember this episode. i've never seen so the streak is alive i've still never seen any of these episodes this and is I'm very gonna, excited this is a fucking good one this is i can't be wait a good for one. finn to be emotionally compromised and just like ruin someone's day it's gonna be great it's gonna be fucking great uh cool so for Cannot law wait. and order special viewing unit i'm matt reuter and i'm timothy slash tyler Simmons slash Blake and Sanford and Sons and Sanford and Sons and Robert Cook and also and Aviv Rubenstein and Aviv Rubenstein <laughs> we will see you next week gung gung, gung.